Hello, cosmic friends and family. Welcome back to the Supernature Cafe. I am your host, David Mage. And I'm your host, Reverend Audra. Thank you for taking the time to tune into our show where we discuss the reality-bending stories and experiences from our Supernature podcast. Supernature Cafe seeks to be respectful to all people, humans, beings, and creatures of the universe alike. What we discuss and our content may not be suitable for all listeners. We strive to only speak of truth as we know it. Some listeners may find the experience and stories depicted to be unsettling and disturbing, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Supernature Cafe. So in today's cafe, we are going to discuss the three stories we brought to you last week. Uh, which each of those stories all had some sort of extraterrestrial involvement, uh, with two of them being a person's account of an experience that they had, one of those being a declassified document, uh, and then the third one was a CIA declassified document on explorations of Mars in a non-physical way. Yeah, and I want to thank our listener for sending that over to us the previous week as when she was listening to one of the stories, she was really inspired by something that kind of triggered her memory of something she had read. And when she sent that over to us, I don't think it was even a question of whether or not we should share it. It was so incredible. We had to. It was a really, really neat story. Absolutely. Um yeah, I found on numerous levels, I found that to be a, a very interesting story. But uh, here, let's let's backtrack a little bit, maybe, yeah. and we'll uh, we'll start from the top, and then uh, then work our way through uh, through the details that we have for these uh, these stories. Absolutely. So back to that first one. Um, this one I found on the Canadian government website uh, of declassified documents and first person accounts of uh, UFO and other unknown encounters. I really liked uh, this first account because it is based in very close proximity to our second account. And uh, I thought the similarities between them were really intriguing. Not to mention, I thought it was quite funny uh, way that, that the account was written by this person. Um, they just seemed to be very emphatic that they weren't sleeping, <laughs> that this was not a dream, that you know they were not hallucinating. Um, you know, they are of very sound mind uh, that this was a real encounter that they experienced and that they were just curious if anybody else had said anything or commented or had seen anything like this as well. I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. And over 50 years ago, this this took place. Yeah, it was for me just a quirky kind of almost silly um, story and I kind of liked that about it and something that I kind of took from that was that knowing the area that it was happening in is not rural so you know to hear these accounts they're generally rural areas and not downtown and not in proximity of you know a variety of homes and and things like that so I thought that was kind of an interesting um, insight because there's not a lot of people in their city going, hey, look, I can see something. It's usually, you know, in darkness, out on like the old dirt paths. So I like that about this story. And which tied in with the second story, which was in a dark, late at night, mm -hmm. uh, in the middle of the woods, 
on on a road experience. Uh, just a quick side note though, one thing that's really intriguing is how much declassified video is now being distributed from the government and uh, it's almost overwhelming at this point looking at the footage that's being released and what's on them and the amount of still unidentified flying objects but at least we're getting to that point where we are where it's irrefutable that there are objects out there that are flying around that seem to defy our capabilities and i feel like we're so close to that precipice of of making that next shift to being like okay and they're not from this world either <laughs> we'll see uh, we'll see how things go yeah and i think we've gone past you know are aliens real are we alone are we not alone <laughs> and it's now into what was your experience with an encounter you can't describe which to me i love that because it just means that we're cracking open a little bit more every day because i don't think that we can honestly in you know 2021 sit here and say aliens don't exist it's all lies come on but i think everyone is starting to kind of get on the same page now that wake up we're not alone there are things happening that we can't explain so it's been really cool going through the stories and just seeing the pure amount of people who are on that wavelength now. And so back to story two. Uh, this was a submitted personal account of somebody, uh, which was, again, close in proximity to story one in the Hamilton, Ontario region. Uh, and this person clearly remembers a very distinct scenario that took place over 20 years ago that they have obviously never forgotten no. them and the the other participants in that encounter all clearly and distinctly remember experiencing uh, something. And so this story who came from Ramo, uh, and thank you, Ramo, again, for uh, for submitting this uh, this story. Uh, I think it's absolutely incredible. And what a phenomenal experience to have gone through. Uh, uh, the pain aside. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear about the the traumatizing hand in the door but that aside wow absolutely wow yeah and he has others too that we'll be sharing in season two for sure right so we did get a lot of questions that came in surrounding his story um first one being that does he think that there is a reason as to why that you know ufo showed itself to them and now you know, chatting with him afterwards, he can't answer that one. He really doesn't know. He's not sure as to why, you know, I don't think anything really resonated with him. But do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I thought it was interesting, too, that uh, in talking with him, um, you found out that he was a believer before. Yes. Like aliens, you know, the whole idea of aliens and stuff like that wasn't it wasn't a, oh, my God, like mind-blowing transition for him it was a affirmation yeah for him uh i'm not sure what the others participants of that evening how they felt about it but it was it was neat to see from him that hey he was he was on board with these guys beforehand so yeah. seeing them hovering over top of him was uh was a definite wow factor uh but it didn't shift his beliefs no no i'm sure it strengthened them in you know some subtle way i guess but he already had those beliefs that this stuff was real and is happening which kind of lead into a few more questions that we went through as to you know whether or not he believed 
that these were in fact UFOs and or a UFO, which he firmly does. You know, he stated with me that there's no way this could be some form of government, anything, because there was no sound. And that resonates mostly with him, you know, in that we don't have those technologies and those capabilities um, within our technology here for that to make sense. So he fully believes that, no, this was not government. Um, and it it really, it didn't necessarily change his life, which is always a big question for me when somebody has some form of like extraterrestrial experience is, so what happened after? Did you feel a shift? Did you think differently? Like what was happening? And it really didn't change much for him because I think he was already there. He already believed, he already felt all of those things before. Right. So it didn't actually make much of a shift. Um, but another question that came in from somebody was whether or not um, he would want to do hypnosis to get some more answers. Um, so without the profanities, he says a very emphatic yes. <laughs> a highly expletive yes. <laughs> yeah, he would love to do the hypnosis. And I think listeners um, know that that's kind of our jam and what we do and how we find information. So that was sort of the next step for them was like, why don't you put them under and see what happens? And I think that would be very interesting. Oh, totally. I think that's a great segue for just a brief little moment about Dolores Cannon and her, her impact she had on us with her book, The Custodians. Yeah, that was the first book I think that we both read from her. And it was all about like those who survived the alien encounter and like what that meant. Right. Um, it is hundreds of accounts of Dolores getting clients that were believed to have been abducted or and had that... some sort of alien encounter in some way. And so she used her visualization hypnosis technique to put them in the hypnotic state and re-experience those events. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting as well that those clients came to her from a fear base and they were concerned and they were scared of that experience and it was affecting their lives generally in a negative way, something they couldn't place. So she was really helping them to open up and explore what was actually happening, which was really quite fascinating especially when you take into consideration the sheer volume of people that she dealt with and worked with and how similar these experiences were. Like hundreds, yeah. hundreds of accounts of situations that these people couldn't um, process on their own, that she was able to help them place... Um, and move through. Place out of a fear play state yeah. and into a, a position of understanding, understanding what they went through and why they went through it. Which uh, is so powerful when you can remove those things from your emotional space and actually work through them and, and look at it so much more objectively. So I think it was amazing the work that she did. And actually, that's a great point mentioning objectively, which is a great thing with the hypnosis technique is you can go back to events like that and take the 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 pain or the subjective fear or emotional state you can remove yourself from that and look at the scenario from any angle yeah. and objectively 
Well, and there's a reason why it's not called hypnosis. It's healing hypnosis. So it's such a different style that really allows you to pull yourself out, look at things objectively and heal through them because that emotion becomes a bit detached. So it's super fascinating, um, especially when it comes to alien life forms and like abductions and things like that, because people do generally get really afraid. It's sort of this fearful thing. We don't want to get abducted by aliens. Hmm. Maybe some of us do. but <laughs> <laughs> No, don't want to be abducted by aliens. Just contact is cool. Contact is cool. <laughs> total, total contact. Uh, yeah. Um, so... If you haven't heard of Custodians or Dolores Cannon, please check her work out. She has over 20 books out now, uh, primarily focusing on uh, expanding our concept of our reality, which is a lot of what we try to do here. And the cool thing with Dolores, aside from her being my teacher, which sometimes I even forget that I learned that through her studies, um, is she'll take you down a rabbit hole that's like, a light, bright, amazing rabbit hole that, you know, you learn and expand and then you expand again and again and again, and you can't come back from it. It's incredible. The experiences that we've had through her. I mean, she was the spark for us that really led us down our path. And sometimes that can be a scary path to go down, but you find your answers with her. And what better person to deliver to you (laughs) than the most precious grandma possible? So I'll link up some videos. God bless her. Too, She's sweet. <laughs> in, uh, in the blog to check out of her stuff because she is, is incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. She looks like someone's granny and she is a force to be reckoned with. Or I, I suppose was. She's passed for a few years now. But what an incredible human. Yeah. And so unsuspecting. Yeah. I love it. She just opens her mouth and she's aliens, mm-hmm. higher self you know, dimensional travel. And you're like, wait, what? Who just said that? Come back here. (laughs) So she's definitely worth checking out. Yes. Um, And, you know, that leads us nicely into our story three, uh, which was the declassified CIA document about a session where this participant was visualizing another world. Mm-hmm. In another time. Which I don't think they were aware of. Right. They, they weren't were... aware of it prior to. All they were given was an envelope, sealed envelope, with coordinates of a location and a time in it, which they didn't look at until afterwards, which I thought was such a cool a cool idea that I want to adopt it for a hypnosis session that Absolutely. we do. Because how the um, the hypnotist talks through that session how they're using the visualization, how they're, um, how they're talking through it, uh, really is the same technique that we use. It's not therapeutic hypnosis. This is quantum hypnosis. This is traveling, moving through time, um, moving to coordinates, which is really fascinating. And this was back in 1984 as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at over 30 years, uh, that this took place yeah. and this is just one which to point out as well reading through it um, has been doctored and altered and there are parts that, that have been removed out of there because there has to be because definitely uh, that the flow as choppy as these sessions can be and as awkward as they can 
they can sound. There are still some definite separations of... There's missing time in there. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't have a flow. Mm-hmm. And some again, like you said, sometimes they don't have a flow, but there are certain spots within it where I can look at it and go, mm, yeah, there's no way that you could just do that. There has to be something in between. So that's also interesting because this is what's being released to us, but it's sort of little little crumbs of what's being released. So I would be curious to hear the whole story to this. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure they recorded it, obviously, to probably to do that yeah. transcription. So the original recording, I would, yeah, I'd love to, love to be able to find out about that. Mm-hmm. And their bedside manners, quite. Uh, it, was, it was military. Yeah, it, <laughs> very military. Um, but yeah, so one, one thing I really wanted to note about that and the Mars thing, aside from kind of getting it out of the blue from the uh, a listener, yeah. which was, again, phenomenal. I'm so grateful she sent that over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was what else is out there because of that. So they did this again back in 1984. They were using this technique. You know, remote viewing mm-hmm. really is just a form of this this style of visual hypnosis. Uh, and that's been proven and talked about and is uh, has been used as a technique with, with governments. Oh, yeah, for decades. For decades. Probably more. And so they were dabbling in this, you know, back in the 50s and 60s to get to a state in the 80s to be using it like this. Yeah. So I'm fascinated to think about where they're at and how they're using it and what they're using it for. Maybe I don't want to know. I'm sure we don't want to know. At this point. (laughs) So who knows? Who knows what, what else is out there that they've learned about? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's stuff that we 100% know about that governments hide from us. So, you know, you almost have to think like they're much larger things because they hide tiny things from us to think that, you know, well, maybe the general population can't handle this. So we're going to hold back on it and it'll just look like it's conspiracy or this or that. And I mean, without getting too detailed about it, they hide the small things from us. So they know the big things too. And what are those things? Like, I'm ready. I'll listen. I want to know more, you know. And I think there's a lot of people out there who do want to know more, who know that there are so many possibilities happening out there that the government knows about, and that's about it. And there's some great shows out there now that are addressing this, especially from the military angle, um, which is really bringing to light a lot of this um, alien or extraterrestrial UFO exposure. It's like extraterrestrial secrecy. Yeah. And the amount of exposure that the government has had. And we're just kind of focusing on the U.S. government because that's what's most prevalent. But Well, in our pop culture, yeah. Right. Uh, But I'm sure, you know, Russia, China, every other country on the planet is is having these experiences and these encounters and these scenarios happening as well. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner we can make that shift from... Fear. From well, from fear, yeah, but from the idea that you know, do these you know, do these encounters actually happen? To yes, they're happening, yeah. they're going on. Now let's address why they're happening. Why are they going on? What else is at play? What else is going on? You know, what other non-planetary into our galactic community? Yeah, our galactic community Federation. is going on <laughs> that 
that uh, that we're almost maybe getting prepared for. I mean, it can take you on a spiral. And it's really, it's so interesting because you can really go one or two ways. Um, but I find it fascinating. I find it interesting that it is so secretive still. But I do love that people are exploring like tremendously especially across Canada and the U.S. Like there's so many new shows and stories popping up to address it for people calling out their government saying, hey, we know what's up. Let's talk about this. We're ready. We want to know more. Uh, Prepare us. We don't want to be in the dark anymore. And I'm fascinated with those stories and those shows. They're so interesting. And I think they're going to open something up that's so much bigger that we're ready to kind of move through and move into. The amount of documents that are being released, again, between the Canadian site, the Canadian governmental site and the U.S.'s site, like there are thousands of documents to scour through to find these UFO encounters. Uh, So, again, anybody out there who comes across anything, please send it our way. Uh, I know I'm still searching and looking through, trying to find some cool little nuggets Some to juicy uh, ones to share yeah to deliver to uh to the show yeah please share and share and share if you have anything that you want us to look into um or kind of deconstruct and and talk further about we would love that and be so open to it and thank you again to everyone who shared and participated uh in this week's show and the uh, experiences that took place Yeah, and a big thank you to Ramo for sharing his story and also getting back on the phone and talking a little bit more about some of the stuff that came in afterwards. I really appreciate your time. So our next episode is going to be the last of season one. It's going to be your third hypnosis session. And my favorite. My favorite too. (laughs) Um, As wild and as intriguing as the first two were that took place, and where we explored and who we explored with and what we learned really this third one shattered what I thought was possible in a hypnosis session and where you explore and what you do and where we go with it like still to this day I I go back to that that session and think about what took place and so to finish this first season off we want to deliver this third hypnosis session and then do a final cafe to discuss it Perfect. I can't wait to share. It's definitely been a highlight of last year was that session. If that says anything, it was really exciting for me. And uh, I kind of always want to go back to those places. So So thank you again for listening to today's Supernature Cafe. We have a Patreon account set up under David Mage. If you're interested in finding out more, please check us out there. You can support our Supernature show. Uh, among other great things that I have uh, for content that I'm I'm coming out with. Also, I have a Mages Monday Musings uh, e-letter that I send out more information, more videos, more articles uh, about what I'm searching out and finding and, uh, and some new information and new things that are always coming my way. So, feel free to check us out at galacticcycle.com where you can sign up for our my monday musings e-letter 
If you would like to share your story, or have any questions about our discussions, or have any ideas that you would like us to include, email us at supernature at galacticcycle.com. And if you enjoyed this session, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform and stay up to date on all of our latest releases. Help us make these shows as interactive as possible. So please reach out and keep this conversation going. You can connect with us in the links in the bio and become a part of the journey. See you next time for more incredible stories. And in all that you do, may you reconnect with the earth. Thank you for listening and never stop pushing the boundaries of reality.